Hi, I'm Tasha, alcoholic. I'm Tasha. Uh, thanks for asking me to share. It's always, it's a privilege and an honor, and it always reminds me, you know. And um, so I'm just very, I'm thank, thank you for asking me to share. Um, like I said, my name is Natasha, and I'm an alcoholic. And my, my sobriety date is March 23rd, 2012. And I can kind of just give you a little bit of background how I grew up. I came from, I'm originally from Utah, from Salt Lake City, Utah. And my, my parents, I mean, I had, you know, wonderful, loving parents. And I have a, a brother who, um, you know, we're three years apart. And my parents, I just... I remember them giving us everything. They always wanted us to have everything. We didn't really, I, they spoiled us, you know. And and um, and then um, as I got in, you know, elementary was fine. Junior high was fine. High school is kind of like when it's, everything kind of started happening. I was 14 when I first started drinking or first had my, my taste of alcohol. And I remember my cousin, my older cousin was babysitting us and my parents were, were out of town, or they were going out of town, and he was watching us, and I remember him, he had these these Miller High Life, the 32 ounce in the bottles, and he was putting them in the freezer so they could get cold, and I remember, like, he, he was drinking them or something, and I, he asked if I wanted, or no, I was, I, I asked him if I could have some, and he was like, I don't know, he didn't know if he should give me, give me some, and I, he, I talked him into it. And I wanted more. I remember I wanted more, and I was having fun, and I felt I felt um, free. And I remember kind of just being like, it was so fun, just the feeling I felt. And they were trying to get me to go to sleep because I was being annoying, and I was laughing and talking, and they're like, oh my gosh, she needs to shut up. And um, they were trying to get me to go to sleep, and I finally went to sleep, and that was it. Like that was it. And that was it, and it, you know, and then that, like I said, I was fourteen, and then I started. Um, it kind of—I didn't drink like right away, right, right from then. It kind of took a little while. I got a little bit older, I think, and I think I was like sixteen. And then I there was a store. It was a corner store, and I was trying to find. Um, we knew that this the store would sell us alcohol if we were if we were minors, and so they were like Tasha. Try going in there and, and use your boobs, you know, so you can get them to, I know, to, you, to um, get them to see if they'll sell you booze. And it worked, you know, and I was in. Like, I was golden. And um, so that worked, and everybody knew I was the girl that could get alcohol from this little, this little Chinese store. I mean, that's what we called it, it was a Chinese store. And um, we're like, that. let's go get some alcohol and... So I'd always, we'd always go by there, and we'd go on our lunch, and we'd go, like, after um, football games, and I was always buying it, and that's kind of how it started. You know, I started drinking a lot. I started blacking out a lot. I started, um, like, it was just fun. To me, it was just fun. It was high school, and I was starting to do just stupid things. But, um, you know, I graduated barely. I barely graduated high school. I... And then um, I was, I think I was, I was 19, I got my first DUI, I had gotten, just barely gotten my car out of the shop, I 
I got my car out of the shop. We were driving somewhere, and then I, I flipped the car. Something had happened. I rolled the car into a ditch, and um, it was just me by myself, and I had a case of beer next to me, and it was just, I was the only person in, in the accident. And these guys, I remember coming and helping me, like, hey, are you okay? And they, they got us out, they got me out, and they were telling me just to go home, you know, like, just go home and leave the scene. And so I went home, and I told my parents what happened, and they ended up going back to, um, they ended up going back to the, we went back to the scene, and there were cops there. And so then I got charged with the DUI. I got charged. Can you get the tablet? Go get the tablet. Sorry. And so um, he got. I got charged with the DUI, and that's kind of how it happened. That was my first DUI, and um, I still was continuing to drink. And I think I turned 21. I got another DUI. And then I think I turned 22. I got another DUI, and I would I started going to jail on like the second DUI. So I would have to do a little bit of jail time. I was always calling my parents to help me out, and I I got pregnant and I had another uh, another son who's now 16. I got pregnant at 19 and had a child, and um, but it was it was just little things like that. I was constantly going to jail. I was constantly calling my parents, and they were they were hardcore enablers. You know, every time I called them, okay, let's put our house up. Okay, let's bail Tasha out of jail. Okay, now we got to go get money to get the car out of the impound. Let's let's sign it over. You know, they were always saving me, and um, and I remember just like as I was growing up, I remember like my dad one time. I came home drunk or I was drinking and he was like, he was kind of like not shaking me. And I was, I think I was older, I was like 21, 22. And he was shaking me like, Tasha, like what's wrong with you? You know, why, why, why don't you stop drinking? And, um, I, I didn't have an answer. I was just, I looked at him with a blank stare and I remember like, I don't know, I don't know, you know? And now as I came into the rooms, I understand why. It's because I'm an alcoholic. I never understood that. And I never wanted to believe it. I had lots of family members, and my parents would tell me that I'm an alcoholic, but I, I didn't want to believe it. You know, you think of an alcoholic, and it sounds, it sounds so derogatory. And it just sounds, you know, it's not something that you want to accept. And so all that was happening, I started, I started getting more DUIs, um, I had gotten a felony DUI. I was on felony probation. I went out and got another DUI. And by that time, I was going to go to prison because, you know, I was, like, I was done. My attorney told me, you know, you're going to go to prison for at least four years. And I had to, um, I had to do some court stuff, and I ended up going to jail. And I was fighting that case, and it ended up getting dismissed but I still had the probation violation, so I had to go to jail. Like, going to jail, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. It was just, okay, I got to go to jail. You know, it was, it was easy. It kind of became normal because I was going so much. And um, I went to jail, and I, I did my probation violation. I went to jail for the probation violation, and um, I was trying to, you know, try to, I was try, as I got out of, 
um, gel. I was trying to get my life back together and you know, when I, I ended up working for a construction company, I started drinking more. I was drinking on the job. And, um, you know, when I think about it, I was always, I was always on my jobs. I was always drinking or I was going to get fired because I was drinking or I'd quit because of my drinking. And, but anyways, though, I was working at this construction company. I ended up, um, I went to this club one night. I met my husband there at this bar in Utah. Um, it was club DJs. We ended up meeting, you know, and um, that's kind of how it happened. He, we ended up getting together. We ended up um, moving in together. He got a job in California, so we had to move to California. So we, I moved to L LA and in 2011. I took my son, my older son, with us. And we moved out there, and you know that's where I can say like that's where my drinking probably hit the fan. It was I started drinking a lot more, and I liked the fact that there were liquor stores on every single corner, and I could go buy my Bud Light Forties, and like it was I loved it. You know I was like oh my gosh, this beer is you know I just I loved it. I loved it, and um, we ended up moving to California, and that's when I I I couldn't get I I was doing outrageous things. I, um, there was an incident where I had his daughter in the car with me, or I was going to go get some alcohol, and she wanted to come with me. And I had been drinking all day. I think I was out by the pool, and she wanted to come, and she, she loved hanging out with me. And um, she got in the back seat, and I was in the driver's seat, and I ended up passing out and in the car, and she was in the back, the car wasn't on, but um, and I passed out, and thank God somebody, you know, like a, a neighbor or somebody had seen me pass out, and they called the cops. Um, the fire department broke into the car. She was okay, and, you know, they took me to the hospital, and they were trying to figure out, like, what, what's wrong with her? And they didn't know I had been drinking, but they kind of suspected something, but they didn't know what to, if, to charge me or how to charge me because we had just moved there. His daughter was visiting from Texas. So they kind of let me go. They let, it, they let it go. And, I mean, I think about it now, and I could have been some serious trouble. I mean, you know, I don't know what had happened. I, they let me go, and I remember being pissed off at her. Like, it was her fault. You know, I remember being mad at her when they came to see me in the hospital. And I remember just being rude to her. She's this little three-year-old, four-year-old girl. You know, and all she knows is innocence. And I was rude to her. And I was, and I, and then, and then like, the next day, what do I go do? First thing in the morning, I go buy my two Bud Light 40s. And, like, it, nothing had happened. And it continued to go on like that for a while. I started drinking a lot more. And... And then um, I was creating lots of problems between my relationship with my husband and my older son, you know, him, him waking up and seeing me, you know, I'm already drinking at like six in the morning and him seeing me already, you know, buzzed or like kind of tipsy as he's going to school, you know, and just him having to come home, like, you know, he, he wouldn't know what to come home to. I'd either be passed out on the couch or you know, burning a turkey in the oven or just things like that. He didn't, he didn't know. And, and I think about it now and I'm like, oh my God, the crap I put him through, 
You know, I, I still, it's just, it still blows me away. And um, anyway, so by this point, my husband's kind of fed up. My son's fed up. And he, we were driving to Utah one time, and he was telling me, you know, Tasha, you need to, you need to get sober. You need to do something because you're destroying us, and you're destroying, you know, what we have going on. And, and I, I kind of remember, I remember telling him that I was, I was afraid. I remember telling him I was afraid because I don't know how my life's going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to live, because I've been drinking the last 18 years, and that's all I knew. And he was like, well, you know, when you find a place, or and we started talking about AA, and I had always been court-appointed, but I never, I never learned anything, because I was here just to get my court card signed, and then I realized I could sign up myself, so I stopped coming, you know, so I never learned anything. And um, so, <laughs> I know. Maybe we shouldn't say that so loud. But anyways, so, so um, but I kind of remembered AA, and he's like, well, maybe you should go, and you might find the support you need and get the help, you know, that you need, and, and um, you know, you might find some other people to support you. And so we were driving to Utah. I ended up finding AA there. I went to a meeting. I had been binge drinking, like, the last five days, and I was sick, and I, I remember we kept... I kept telling him to pull over because I was throwing up and like the dry heaves and you guys know. And, um, and so we, we, we got to Utah, we went to a meeting and I remember it was a birthday, I believe it was a Friday or Saturday and we went to a meeting and, and they were serving cake and I remember, and then they were giving out some orange juice and I remember this lady was telling me because she knew I was sick. She was like, try to eat some cake and drink, drink some orange juice. You need sugar. And um, I was like, okay. And I don't even remember. I don't remember what anybody was saying. I was in such a daze. But um, I remember going and just sitting there like, what the heck? You know, like, what the hell? I don't even know. And, but um, I, I remember left, leaving that meeting, and I remember thinking that, you know, maybe, maybe I can try sobriety. You know, maybe I can get sober. And um, so that happened. We went back to California because we were dri- driving out to visit family. And... I went back to California. I found some meetings. It was um, the Valley Club in Northridge. And um, I went there and, like, holy shit. I heard, I heard, you know, I, I heard you guys. And I related and all the stories. And everybody was laughing and hugging me. And, you know, I still felt awkward, but I felt, I felt like I was I, where I was supposed to be. You know, I, I was like, I don't know if I, this is really what's going on. But I remember being there, and I was like, okay, but maybe I can give it a try. And I kept going, and, you know, um, I got, I found a sponsor, and I got, like, my first 30 days. And my husband went out of town for work, and I was home. And I remember thinking, like, you know, I have, like, 32 days. I think, I think I'll be able to drink, and I think I'll be all right. And... And so maybe I can go to the liquor store and um, just drink a little bit, you know, in moderation. And um, bullshit, come on now. Like, we all know that, didn't it? It wasn't in moderation. I went there. I went a second time because I finished my, my beer that I, I think I bought some beer and some wine or something. And I had to go back. And then I bought some extra stuff. And then I bought, like, some malt liquor because 
it wasn't good. That was, I, I knew, like, I, I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to get really drunk. And um, my husband came home, and I think he knew that I had been drinking, and I had to tell my sponsor, and um, I had to, I had to tell on myself, and I had to stand up as a newcomer. And um, I did that, and it, and that's kind of like it, it happened. You know, I, I would get a couple days, and go back out. I'd get a couple days, go back out. I'd get a couple days, go back out. And I was always raising my hand as a newcomer. And um, I was like, God, I'm so sick of raising my hand as a newcomer. You know, I'm fucking sick of it. And they're like, well, stop drinking. You know, quit drinking. You won't have to do that. And, which is true, you know, stop drinking. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stay sober. I, I was going, I wanted it. And I remember just being frustrated. I remember being really frustrated and talking to one of my good friends, and we were outside of a women's women's meeting, and I remember telling her, like, Judy, you know, I really want this, or maybe maybe I, I'm not gonna be able to get it, and you know, maybe I'm just gonna I'm always I'm not ever gonna get it, but I, I really wanted it. I wanted it, but I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't stay sober. And um, she would tell me, you know, Tasha, you'll get it when you get it. And she just kept telling me to come back, and I'd go out and, you know, a couple more days, come back, a couple more days, come back. And every time I went out, it was another fight with my husband. My son was pissed off at me again, you know, after I promised him I wasn't going to drink, um, you know, wrecking our truck, you know, into something. Thank God I didn't, the cops didn't call me because by this time, I already had that I racked up like nine DUIs in Utah. So... I was working on my way to a 10th DUI, and I didn't even care. You know, I didn't even care. I just, I kept drinking, I kept driving, um, but I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't accepting the fact that I was an alcoholic. You know, I wasn't accepting it. I mean, that's just what it was. But I kept going to meetings, and um, I kept going to meetings, and then the, I, March 17th, 2012, I remember creating an argument with my husband, so which was St. Patrick's Day, and I wanted to go drink my green beer, so I created an argument to get out of the house, because that's what we do, so I did that, went to a bar, some little hole-in-the-wall bar, got drunk, you know, and I don't remember what happened, did whatever I did, and then... Um, you know, the next couple of days, it was like that. I was binge drinking. I remember binge drinking. I was drinking vodka. I was drinking beer. And I remember one time during that little, that period, I remember drinking some beer and I remember just drinking it. And I remember thinking to myself, like, God, like, I don't even want to drink this. I don't even want to drink this, but I'm drinking it. I don't even like it anymore. I'm just, but I'm just doing it. I'm just, I'm just, you know, abusing my body. And, um, but I, I still kept doing it. And um, then it was the Friday, which was um, the 23rd, March 23rd. And I still remember I woke up like clockwork at 5.30 or 5.45, just in time for the liquor store to open so I could go buy my two Bud Light 40s. And um, I remember waking up and I remember thinking, like, I don't want to drink, but I need to. You know, I don't want to drink because I, 
but I need to because of the alcohol, or I'm going to get the DTs, and I'm going to be sick. And then part of me was like, Tasha, you know, just, just stay home. You're going to be all right. You know, just stay home. And the other side's like, but you need it, you know, and then, but you want to stay sober. And I remember that day I was praying, like, okay, God, help me stay home. God, help me not go to the liquor store. And I was sick. I was sick that whole day. I was, I always tell, I always say this because I was, I was watching Celebrity Rehab, like the first two seasons. And, um, but I, I remember because I, I was so freaking sick. I couldn't go to a meeting. I was so sick. I didn't want to get up. I just wanted to lay on that couch and be miserable. And I was so scared. I was scared to even leave because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I stayed home and I was praying like, God, please just help me stay sober today. God, please just help me stay sober today. And I was sick, and I remember I wanted my husband home because I just, I wanted somebody there. I just, I, I felt like a little kid. And um, I stayed sober. You know, I stayed sober that day. It was a Friday. And um, Saturday, I went to a woman's meeting. And I remember kind of crying, and I shared at the meeting, and they invited me to go fellowship afterwards, and I didn't want to, but I went, and I remember these ladies were just talking about, you know, it's going to be okay, and, you know, I've done this, and just, you know, what what we do, you know, and I was there, and I remember just thinking, like, okay, maybe I can do this, and I was, you know, I stayed sober that Saturday, and um you know, I, I, I kept doing that. I kept going to more meetings. I would go call people. I found a, I think I had to get another sponsor. I can't remember, but I got another sponsor and I had to get involved into the program. I had to, I remember there was this guy who was like, Oh, you want to come help us with this dance? And so I went to this dance to sell tickets. I ended up doing all this stuff there at the dance. And, um, and, but I stayed sober, you know, like that was his way of trying to get me to do, you know, do AA functions and still have fun. And I stayed sober and I ended up getting my 30 day chip. And, you know, that was major because it had taken me about nine months to try to get it. And I wanted it, but I was like, and I didn't want to like think too much of it, but I remember getting a 30 day chip and then I got, you know, a 60 day chip. I started working my steps I started trying to find a higher power. I was calling my sponsor. I was going to meetings. I, I think someone signed me up to do some secretary position. And I was a greeter. I had to hug everybody. And, um, you know, like, whatever. I had to do all this stuff. And I, I remember I had to do, like, all these little things. And, um, but I did it, you know. And then I got, like, three months, four months. I got six months. And... Um, you know, during that time when I was sober, I remember my emotions, like everything was just off whack. I was happy. I'd be sad. I'd be crying and then I'd be pissed and just everything was, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way there. And I remember there was this time when I got in an argument with my husband about something. I I didn't like what he had said because it wasn't to my terms and I didn't, you know, he wasn't agreeing with me and we got in an argument and I think I, I like pushed some food at him or he pushed it back and it got on me and I remember it was like some spinach stuff and I threw it at him and 
and he kind of like walked off and I threw the play. I'm, I'm crazy, you know, when I'm just, I can be out there. And um, so I remember I threw some spinach and I was, I remember being pissed off and I was, I, I left and I was like, you know, I wanted to drink. I wanted to drink because I was so pissed off and I didn't know what to do, but I didn't want to drink because I'd already gotten, you know, six months sober and, you know, like that was the longest time being sober. So of course, you know, I didn't want to go out as hard it was to come back. You know, I remember trying to get sober and I couldn't, I couldn't. And, um, anyways, though, I called some women from the, some women from the program. I went to a 7-Eleven and I went and bought like two monster energy drinks and I remember just drinking it and I called um, another woman from the program and they were going to this meeting, this big Burbank meeting on Saturday night and I went to a meeting with a bunch of women and, um, you know, like I had to, I had to do that. I, I stayed sober I stayed sober, and we went out and ate afterwards, and, but I stayed sober. You know, I got through these little, these little things. I know it, it, there were a lot of them that happened. You know, if someone, if someone didn't um, listen to me or agree with what I said, I acted like a brat. You know, I acted like a little child. And if I didn't get what I wanted, it was, you know, my old, crazy, alcoholic ways. And I had to really work through those. I have, I don't. You know, I don't, I don't throw spinach and food at people anymore. You know, I know it is good. Um, but I don't, I don't have food fights. And, but, you know, during this time, I've, um, you know, I had to work my steps. I worked my steps, and I started working with women. I started helping women and taking women through the steps. I got involved in H&I. And, you know, I had my own, my own um, panel where we would take meetings to a hospital um, with people who were, um, if they were sick or they were trying to, um, you know, suicide or certain things like that, they would come to this hospital so they'd be under watch. And I had a panel that I would lead there, and I had that for a while. And, um, you know, that's where I got sober, and I met some amazing friends. You know, my husband, um, we were engaged at the time when all of this was happening, and we ended up getting married um, June 1st. 2013, we got married, so I had, um, you know, I, I, one of my good friends from California, she was one of my bridesmaids, so it's like the people that we meet in this program, I, I, I still ho- have like really close relationships with them, and it's like it's, we have real like friendships, you know, I can talk to people and they can understand where I'm coming from, and we can talk about our feelings without someone laughing, you know, or like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, wants to get all deep, and um, but I have real genuine friendships if, with women that I've met in the program, and so, anyways, though I I you know I got sober in California, my husband's um, job transferred him here to Phoenix, so uh, we moved here to Phoenix October about October twentieth, two thousand fourteen. So we just moved here a couple years ago, like two years ago, and. Um, Moving here, you know, that was, that was tough. It was really hard because I didn't know anybody and trying to get involved in meeting people and going to meetings. I kind of didn't want to, but I remember being, I didn't, I didn't want to, I was nervous. You know, I was nervous. I felt vulnerable. I felt like a newcomer all over again. And I had a couple years sober 
And I remember coming to some women's meeting and I didn't like you guys because you guys weren't like my Cali friends, you know, and I, I came in with a very closed mind and I wasn't open to anything. And I still had my sponsor there and, um, and people I talked to and I was like, you know, I need to get out of this because I need to stay sober. You know, this is my sobriety and I've worked my butt off trying to get here. So I need, I need to stop. I need to stop being so closed. And I came, I, I let it all out, and I tried to get involved, and I got some numbers, and I met some women. I went to this Christmas party, and I had so much fun. And, um, you know, I, I, um, I was going to school when I, um, when I was out there, and I also, you know, I got pregnant, and my child, <laughs> thank God for Karen, seriously, um, but I had, I had a baby, you know, like a couple months after we got married, I, I got knocked up. And <laughs> I have a beautiful boy, a little boy, and my, my older son, you know, we're also on good terms. And um, I was able to rebuild that relationship with him, and I made my amends to him. And it's beautiful, you know, like when you make those amends to my family, I remember um, making amends to all my family members, and... You know, they just were like, Tasha, we're so thankful. I remember my dad, I remember reading him a letter that I wrote, and I started crying. He started crying. He's this big old huge guy, you know, this big old tough biker. And um, he's crying. I'm crying. And he was just like, you know, I've, I've always loved you, and I don't want you to ever think I've never, I've never stopped loving you because I always have. And like that, you know, like he's like, just stay sober and... I made an amends to my mom recently because I was such a chicken shit. I didn't want to do it, you know, and I did it in the truck, and it was like a couple months ago. And, uh, and um, but I did it, and I read it, and she, I was telling her, you know, I owe them lots of money. I mean, I owe them lots of money. Like I said, they were hardcore enablers, and I was like, I'm willing, whatever, you know, I'm willing, whatever I owe you, I'll give that to you. Like, I'll, we'll make arrangements because... It's going to be on a payment plan. <laughs> but, um, and she was just like, you know, um, no, you know, no, we don't want your money. You know, just do what you're doing and just stay sober. You know, and even with my son, it was, you know, it was, it was like I was trying to say it was a beautiful thing because we, we, he loves me and I love him. He forgave me for whatever I had done. I have this beautiful little boy who's never seen me drink and I'm sober and before with my other son I used to have to drink because I'd have to deal with him you know what I mean like I'd have to I had to be a mom and I had to do these things and I, I wasn't used to it and it wasn't it was hard for me to do so I drank a lot and you know like now um what I was trying to say was now as we're here I've learned from you guys how to be a parent you know, how to be a friend and how to be a daughter and how to be, you know, a productive member of society because that was never the case. I was always in jail. I was always trying to abuse the system. I was always trying to pull one over on my PO or, you know, just always trying to do something to hurt, not really hurt anybody, but just manipulate. A lot of manipulation, never taking, being accountable for my actions. And here, I'm learning that. 
I'm learning that from you guys. I'm learning that from the women, you know, how to be better um, friends and how to support each other. I mean, I'm always supportive. You know, I always, I can always support everybody. Um, but what I was trying to say was, so we moved here. I was always going to school in California. I started going back to school. Um, here I went to Estrella Mountain Community College. I graduated in 2000 and 2014 in the spring with my associate's degree. Um, I back, got back into school. I'm now at ASU, and I'll be graduating there in May 2017. Woo! Gives me chills. But, um, you know, like, I'm doing it, and I'm planning on going to grad school and get my master's degree in social work. And so that that's my plan. And... Um, you know, but it's it's taken a while. I like I was trying to say, I had to move back here. I had to find a sponsor, which is this one back here. And um, you know, she's amazing. She's helped me, and yeah, I get pissed. You know, she gets pissed. She's probably like, you know, we have our fights, but you know, they're they're um, like supportive or good fights. You know, that you'd argue with your mom, but you guys still love each other, and you guys disagree. Um, so we, you know, we have those, but we always still, you know, we're still there for each other. And she has a sponsor who has a sponsor and a sponsor. And so, um, currently right now I am, um, like I said, I'm a full-time student. I'm also a full-time mom. My husband is, got transferred to Houston. So he's in Houston working right now. Um, and he comes home every two weeks. Um, and, you know, my other son, Isaac, who's a 16-year-old, he chose to go back to stay with his dad in Utah. And, you know, like, I remember when he told me that, I remember that um, I, was, I was heartbroken. I was really sad. And I didn't feel like I wanted to drink, but I was just, like, I was really pissed. I was pissed. I didn't feel like it was fair. Um, I felt like maybe I had done something or, you know, like, what did I do wrong? And um, I remember I had to really, like, come back and, like, get in touch with my higher power because maybe I wasn't doing what I was supposed to, but I had to go back to my higher power and build that relationship. And I had to come to more meetings, and I had to share. I was crying in meetings and sharing about it because it was, it was really sad, and I worked through it. And, like, right now we're fine, you know? It's probably a good thing he's not here because I'm, I'm so busy. But, um, and my, like I said, my husband's gone, but... Um, but um, I am, um, I do try to get to meetings as much as I can. Sometimes it's hard just because, and I know it's an excuse, but I don't like taking, I don't like taking a child, you know, but I, I do if I have to, and I have had to reach out and get in touch with women and ask them to watch my child when, if I need to go to a meeting. So I have been doing that. And um, that's hard, too, because I like to think that I have it under control. I like to think that I don't need nobody else, you know, and then that goes my pride and then my ego, and I don't need meetings anymore, but then I'm over here crying because he spilled apple juice on the floor, you know, like I get all, and um, so I've had to reach out and call more women, and I think that's probably the best thing that I could do because... Um, there's lots of women who have gone through similar things or things that are a lot worse and they've stayed sober and they've, I've been trying to talk to women with kids and, you know, like figure out how they do it or we watch each other's children. But, um, I'm here, I'm sober, 
And, um, you know, one more thing I want to share. I think this is amazing because in sobriety, you know, we start building our lives and we start, you know, doing something or we, you know, we grow. Um, like I was saying, I was going to school and I had a, a felony DUI. Um, and I remember thinking when I got this felony, I was like, oh, shit, like, who cares? Like, everybody gets felonies, you know? And I remember thinking, like, well, what am I going to do with my life anyways? You know, like, I'm not going to need a job where, where they're going to, I'm not going to have a job where they're going to um, require me to do a background check. And I don't care if I get a felony. Like, big deal. Like, you know, I can always do something else. So anyway, so, so I had this felony on my record. And um, so in school, I had to apply for a fingerprint clearance card. And um, I remember... I remember um, I got, so I sent in my application, and you know that, and um, I think I got denied or whatever, but that felony, um, I decided I was going to try to see what I could do to get it reduced so it's no longer a felony, so I had to hire um, an attorney in Utah, and he worked over my case, and I had to present like what, you know, like a four-step, what had happened, where, um, where I was at, not, yeah, and like, like, what, I'm, what am I doing now? Not a fourth step, but um, kind of similar, yeah. But it was because I had to write down all this stuff. But um, So anyways, they submitted that. He submitted all my paperwork to the judge. And the judge approved my um, felony to be reduced to a Class C misdemeanor. So I no longer have the felony, you know? Thank God. And um, I was able to get my fingerprint clearance card because I'm going to need it in the field I'm going into working with a vulnerable population. And um, so I have that. And when I remember thinking, like, I, I didn't need it or I didn't care, and as I'm here now, you know, like, I just think about how, like, God, like, where I was at and what I'm doing now with my life, like, holy, you know, like, it's, it's amazing, like, what we can do when we get sober. You know, we can do so many things. We can have goals and aspirations and dreams, and we can actually live those. And that fear that I used to have, I no longer have it. I, yeah, I get a little fearful at times, but I can always go work. Like, I can always go to my higher power, or I can always do something, or I can call somebody, you know, to build me up. So I have a strong support system. I know that I do. And... Um, that's what I love about this program is like how we all help each other when we're struggling or we all try to motivate each other or, you know, well, this is what happened when I did this, so try this. You know, we offer suggestions. And I've never had a support system like this, like like you guys, and this is, this is amazing to me. And I seriously, I, I just can't even say how thankful that, you know, I think how thankful I am for AA. And I'm just thankful for you guys too, and thank you for letting me share.